You're listening to the Black Male Therapist Podcast with your host, Art Harris. Welcome back to the Black Male Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Art Harris, licensed marriage and family therapist and school psychologist, breaking it down, bringing you the real from the perspective of a black male therapist living in this world. On today, of course, we'll talk about some recent events in the news and media. We'll talk a little bit about sports. We'll definitely go into some black psychology today as we talk about what's happening in our book, Light from Ancient Africa. And in our main section of the day, we'll talk about expressive arts and healing. If you don't know what expressive arts are in healing, that's really like music, drumming, dance, art, painting, jokes, comedy, poetry, whatever is your form of expression and how it can be used in healing, not just in therapy in a clinical setting, but in your own day-to-day life when you're trying to get through what you're trying to get through. And so I look forward to bringing you some good information on expressive arts therapy and along with the other information that we'll be talking about on the show. I really appreciate everybody who's been following me. I've been getting some great feedback and I really love you guys for looking out looking out for me and calling in on the show and leaving messages and just hitting me up on Instagram at Blackmail Therapist. I really appreciate you guys. And let's go on with the show. We'll take this break and we'll get right down to business. You're listening to the Black Male Therapist Podcast. This section of the show is brought to you by the Robin Hood app. Go to invite.robinhood.com backslash Arthur 447 for your promo. If you go on, sign up at Robinhood, you get a free stock. No catch, no gimmicks. I got my stock before I even put in any other information. It was easy. All you have to do is go in, sign up, get your free stock, and you could keep it, you could sell it, do whatever you want. Who doesn't want free money? So in recent news, um, in case you didn't hear, um, the President Trump is facing an impeachment inquiry by the Democrats, and he called his experience similar to the black experience. (laughs) You got to be kidding me. Almost said you got to be effing kidding me. Because there's no way you can compare the Trump experience to the black experience. It's like comparing. Let me think. What is this like comparing? Maybe it's like comparing um, Sadie Hawkins dance to the Valentine's Day massacre. There's no comparison. Um, let me tell you a little bit about the black experience. So this is taken from um, the gossippointthis.com. It's titled, Did this Oklahoma dad shoot and kill his daughter's boyfriend and his cousin because they were black? This is taken from an article published on October 28th, 2019. Um... And it it goes on to read that a married 
Oklahoma couple is behind bars after the husband allegedly shot and killed their daughter's boyfriend and his cousin when they showed up at their family home, all because the guys were black. Or at least, that's what it sound like. 47-year-old Manuel Quezada and his wife, Angelica Quezada, were arrested last night on October 23rd after the fatal double shooting outside their home in Owasso, Oklahoma. You see, you you really can't compare um, the Trump experience to being shot and killed just for pulling up to pick up your girlfriend because the parents don't like you because you're black. So... You, you can't really compare. Let's let's be real, guys. What we've gone through in America and in the world is unique to our experience. A lot of other people in a lot of places have been persecuted and harmed. But the black experience is a completely different vibe, especially those um, related to the African diaspora. And so we don't want to play around with comparing people's problems to each other's or saying our tragedy was worse than yours because everybody experienced what they experienced. But don't 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 play me trying to say that what the president is going through with this inquiry is like similar to the black experience because he, he's still going to come out on top. So that's the end of that. Um, in other news, well, uh, forget the news. Let's jump into um, more like media. So the new um, Harriet Tubman movie movie came out this weekend, and there's been a lot of talk about it so far. I can't wait to see it. You know, I got a brand new daughter here, and um, she's too young for us to take to the movies, but I can't wait to show her this movie. And um, I'm not gonna go in critiquing it, hoping hoping that they really stayed on track with Harriet Tubman's life. The truth is, some of us were there uh, when everything went down, so it will be really hard to be 100% accurate because so many things are done in secret. But we do know that this movie looks like it's going to capture the spirit of the woman they call Moses, and I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see how the stories unfold, and I really appreciate um, them making this movie and keeping the story of Harriet Tubman alive. She is a very strong figure, not just in black history, but American history, but in female history. And really for anybody who's been oppressed um, to know that it's somebody that'll fight for you and go and save you and keep risking her life over and over again, risking her freedom time and time again. That's something special. Harriet Tubman, man, she's always been one of my heroes. And I can't wait till I see this movie. Do not, um, well, I guess you, 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 yeah, you can't spoil it for me. I was about to say don't spoil it for me, but there's going to be some things in this movie that I don't know and that I haven't seen. So don't spoil the movie for me too soon. Give me some time before you spoil the movie. Yo, and other issues related to the culture. Um, in case you don't know, on Netflix, there's this show, Rhythm and Flow, put on by T.I., Cardi B, and Chance the Rapper. If you don't know um, these three people, maybe you should Google them. 
they're kind of a big deal in music. But if you don't follow rap, you might not know. But I'm pretty sure you've heard at least of one of those people, if not all three. But um, so they put on this show like somebody called it American Idol for rap. And so they put on this epic, epic competition in which they're airing it on Netflix and um, the winner of the show that survives the rap battles, the ciphers, the videos, um, the performances, the features, they win $250,000. Now, I'm not going to spoil it for you and tell you who won the show, but I'm telling you, yo, I just finished the show not too long ago, and it blew my mind. It's some real talent out there in this world, and I like how this competition, it was open to anybody who could bring it male female white black old young you name it could bring with bring it on and um it was an epic epic battle an amazing performance night after night and i really enjoyed watching this um show i won't tell you who won it's over now so if you don't know you should check it out um Tell me what you think about the show. If you watched Rhythm and Flow on Netflix and you saw the winner, let me know what you think. Tell me um, what you felt about the winner. We'll talk about it. And um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, Sticking to entertainment, let's go into sports. One thing I do know is that in the NFL, we have two undefeated teams, and I'm at a point now where I don't know who's the best team. We got the Patriots, who have Tom Brady, and they're just doing their thing as usual. Um, And we have the 49ers, who just balled out on Halloween. If you didn't see the Thursday night game on Halloween, it was against the sorry Cardinals. But they beat the Cardinals and the Niners are um, eight and zero. They they didn't look as um, outstanding as they looked at some of the other performances, but they got the win. And we'll see how they look as their schedule starts to tighten up. But right now, I clearly see the Patriots as the number one team, Niners number two, and behind them, we don't know. We got the Packers, the Saints, the Seahawks. All those teams are right there uh, behind the Patriots and the 49ers. But right now, the two undefeated teams are the Patriots and 49ers. In basketball, wow, what a first week of the NBA. First off, we had a heartbreaking injury to Stephen Curry. Broke his hand. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. Hey, I can't lie. It was ugly and hard to watch before he broke his hand. These new guys and young talent, they're phenomenal. They're fun and excited, but they're young. And watching them jail is fun at times, but it's still, it's still tough. And I said it would. In the previous show, I said it would be fun watching the young guys jail, but we'll still have some tough nights. But without Steph... It's going to be a rough, rough stretch of weeks. Um, and so we'll see what happened with the Warriors. They're still my team. I'm I'm realistic um, with what I'm watching. And I know it's going to be a tough year. But I do enjoy watching this these young talent. This this young talent pool gel to, de- 
jail together. I know Jordan Poole, um, the rookie, he's looking good at times. And I like how D'Angelo Russell is fighting his way and way more and more every night. And we still have um, some really good talent on our roster. But the the real best part of our talent, they're injured. And so we might not see the best of our Warriors this year. But um, the future looks bright. It's just right now getting through this difficult time. In the rest of the NBA, though, right now, I will say LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Giannis, the Greek freak. These are clearly the top four players in the league to me right now behind them. We got Kyrie, who's playing really well, and we have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and the big cat, Carl Anthony Towns. We got um, those players out there in Dallas. It's a a really good league right now. The first week of basketball has been really fun, and um, I'm really enjoying it. Basketball is back. It seemed like every team got a little better. And the games are crisp, they're fun, they're exciting, and I'm really enjoying this NBA season. I can't wait for more. And so um, that's the end of the news and sports report today. I'm going to take a quick break, get myself together, and we're going to come back and jump into some more cool stuff on the Black Male Therapist Podcast. You're listening to the Black Male Therapist Podcast. Hey, rest in peace to John Weatherspoon actor in Friday and other movies. He died this week at the age of 77. Rest in peace, man. He was a real funny dude. He was known as Pops on a lot of the shows we watched and listened to. I mean, from the Boondocks to Friday to Next Friday, Friday After Next, Boomerang, and so many more. I mean, the man started doing stand-up in 1974 so he's been making people laugh for a long long time the Wayne brothers the list goes on and I want to say John Witherspoon what a funny guy and um you'll definitely be missed in the world of comedy and entertainment and in black tv tv in general we'll miss you and we thank you for the laughs Yo, to further add to the conversation on John Weatherspoon and connecting it to our show's topic today on expressive arts, we do know comedy is a form of um, expressive arts, expressing yourself through jokes, but also um, the art form. Well, connecting the two, I ran into my guy, Tony Mayfield, who's an OG out in Richmond, California, who's known really for making these championship belts in certain areas. I know him for being at the hoop court because he always comes in the basketball court over at Hilltop with the championship warrior belts. You know, we always thought it was cool in the gym to see um, him coming in with these championship belts, especially after we won the championship and they gave out the rings. He came in with the belt and we always thought that belt was so cool. And he also today showed me the John Weatherspoon championship belt. And that sparked a conversation where he was talking about he was just with John. In fact, we went to his website on non 
violent champions. And we went to the homepage and saw the video that he and John Weatherspoon made talking about these championship belts. And I thought that was dope. And to connect the story even further, Tony Mayfield plays the drums. And I saw videos on there. We sitting there chopping it up, watching him play the drums on these videos. And that really connects everything together because I don't think it was a coincidence that I ran into Tony um, while I was putting together the show and showing RIP to John Weatherspoon, but also preparing um, the segment on expressive arts. And I think it really all matched together and goes with the flow that shows me, man, we're on the right path here at the Black Male Therapist Podcast. Just follow the soul, man, and follow the spirit and to really connect everybody together. But again, thank you to Tony for um, chopping it up to me and um, showing me that picture with you and Sean Weatherspoon, man. You should check it out for yourself at non-violentchampions.com or you could go on his website at www.trilliondollardesignllc.com. Yeah, and um, we'll get back into the show. We'll take another quick break and then we'll get back into the content of the show. Hello, Black Male Therapist Podcast listeners. Do you sometimes wonder if your actions are culturally appropriate? Do you want to learn how to increase your cultural awareness and sensitivity so that you can work from a more culturally centered lens? Do you want to work with your clients, colleagues, students, or just people in general from a more culturally sensitive place? Well, if you say yes to any of my questions, you need to register for my workshop, Working from a Cultural Lens. This workshop will take place on Saturday, December 7th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it's all online. You can find out more about my workshop and what we'll be covering by visiting my website, www.bloomintoyourbestself.com. Thanks so much. I hope to see you there. Hey, this is Art Harris, the Black Male Therapist on the Black Male Therapist Podcast. Are you looking for a way to promo your business or your brand or idea, even a song? Why don't you hit me up and get some promo right here on the show? On this podcast, you have an audience of people all over the country who listen to podcasts who would love to hear about your idea, business, or brand. So why don't you hit me up? You could go on my Instagram at Black Male Therapist, follow me, or send me a message about what you're trying to promo. We'll go over packages. Or you could call on to the show right on the Anchor FM website. You can actually send me a message to this show and we can go from there. I look forward to helping you get to where you want to be. All right, so we jump back into our book, Life from Ancient Africa, written by Dr. Naeem Akbar. And in this week, we're in chapter two, finding the African self. So I'm going to read a little bit from this chapter, then talk about it. So I'm going to jump in in chapter two, where it says, Our African ancestors had it right. These ancient comedic people were humanity's elders, not just our elders. They fathered much of the human knowledge 
that is known or that is to be known. They tell us that the only way to understand anything and the only knowledge that is substantial knowledge is that which answers the greatest question of all. What is the nature and progression of the soul? Our Nile Valley elders committed their entire culture, science, to understanding the problem of mapping the journey of the soul. Their development of the Sphinx, the pyramid, mythology, symbols, songs, drama, art, and the sciences all point toward this end. Their concept of the soul became fundamental to understanding the self. And so it goes on to go in to different components of this theory of finding an African self. It talks about the Ka, the soul of blood. And you're probably wondering, what does blood have to do with this? And it says plenty. The blood that courses through your body and keeps you alive is itself the essence of physical life. This blood is not just your blood. This is the blood that came from your mother, which came from her mother, and so on. Remember that nine months before you came into this world, the blood that you have was interchangeable with your mother's. The ancients called this blood that passed through the body or passed through the ages, the Ka. Then they talk about the Ba, which is the essence of self. Um, what the ancients call Ba is what we traditionally think of as the soul. It is that which stays with you even when you leave the physical body. The ancient Kemetic or Egyptian writers portrayed the Ba as a bird with a human head, signifying that the soul has wings, which leaves the body after death. The ancients saw the Ba as the essence of self. There's also the Ab, the soul's heart, and they're not talking about the physical heart. This symbolic image of the way what the way that people process and merge rational and ethical thinking. The book of Proverbs tells us to guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. And then the Holy Quran says, this is it, that we may strengthen the heart thereby, dot, dot, dot. So you see in the Bible and the Quran, they're talking about issues related to the heart. Um, so we're talking about rational thinking and ethics when they're talking about the soul's heart. It goes on to talk about the kabit, which issues which um, deals with motion and emotion. The kaba is the aspect of the self that the ancestors tell us relates to can, relates to emotions and sensory processes or emotion. Two thoughts are parallel. Motion has to do with our outer processes, while emotion has to do with the inner processes. The cabinet is the way you see, hear, and integrate or perceive things. Some writers call this the shadow, or 
Some call it the astral or ethereal body. Remember, emotions enable you to have a body outside of the body. They help you give expression beyond yourself. Wow, and um, that's a lot to think about. Um, we're talking about fighting your African self in Chapter 2 of Naeem Akbar's Life from Ancient Africa. And in these few um, samples of reading I just read, you see that when they're talking about the self and the soul and heart and mind, it's way deeper than just us. This stuff is... They're talking about going deeper to the ancestors. That whole notion of the blood that's in us is the same blood that was flowing through our bodies when we are in our mom's pregnant um, bodies. It's the same blood that flowed through her from her mother and, and so forth and so forth. So in actuality, we are carrying the blood of the ancients with us or our ancestors. And that's really important when we always talk about honoring our ancestors um, by the work we do now because we're living right now because of them, literally. And so I'm, I'm going to take a break from the book Life from Ancient Africa right now. And next week, we're going to jump back into this chapter two, talking about finding our African self. And I encourage you to read along, get this book, find it, read it. And read along this book, Life from Ancient Africa. It may really open you up to some things you didn't really know. Definitely in terms of knowledge and psychology and your mind and soul. You're listening to the Black Male Therapist Podcast. This section of the show is brought to you by the Acorns app. The best way to save your leftover money your leftover loose change, whatever you need to do, it's the best way to get ahead and get started in the game. Just link your debit card and get started and watch as you get closer to your financial dreams. Start investing with Acorns today. Get $5 when you use my invite link for 8P9Z2. Just go to acorns.com backslash invite backslash 48P. 9z2 to get your five dollars to see where it takes you you have nothing to lose but time hey this is a black male therapist recording from the car studio i'm on the 80 in the traffic in the bay area passing through berkeley it's hazy and gray out here but it does not smell like smoke thank you the air quality back to the regular inner city smog. But anyway, I'm coming to you today to talk about expressive arts and healing. We talk about it oftentimes as therapists when we draw or um, use any form of expression. There's many formalized theories and literature and research on expressive arts therapy, but I'm, I'm coming from a more um, natural place when I'm talking about expressive arts and really that natural form of expression that comes from you that um, is really how you express yourself. And, and oftentimes when I come from a black psychology perspective and lens and we talk about expressive arts, we're really talking about the drumming and the art, maybe through masks and even music through movement um, to really get that soul moving and turning in the direction you need it to go. Um, 
but I understand that expressive arts is bigger than just those things. In fact, many people use expressive arts in terms of poetry and drama and song that are really true to their expression. People get these cathartic responses in that expressive arts that is really needed for the body. And so I'm really excited to talk to you guys about using expressive arts in your healing because this style can really be used by anyone that needs healing. So if you don't know, a couple of years ago um, is when me and my wife, we came across this black psychology pro- project in which it was a extensive um months months of training on black psychology but it wasn't like an academic course it was more like a healing transformational process that should be shared with everyone especially those connected to um the black people who need healing in a non-western style of way and in this course of course we learned about different afrocentric perspectives and um ancient comedic um psychology or approaches we learned about ntu psychotherapy liberation psychotherapy or liberation style of treatment was introduced but really the most fun one was the expressive arts piece where we were at a dance studio in west oakland in a room full of black people of all ages with African music being played. Well, actually, there were drummers from the group in the community that were using the African drumming to get the uh, movements going. And the teacher taught us different steps and movements and um, expressions to say with these steps and movements. And the whole room was moving in uniform. The women had certain dances that were more for them and the guys had some dances that were just for us and we all had movements and steps and chants that we did together and through it all it was one community of healing and fighting and expressing together i've never experienced that before on that level yeah i've been to the club or to the spot um where we did the wobble or we did the you know what i'm saying electric slide or other little things that you do when you go out like the cupid shuffle but nothing was like this man this was really uh purposeful intentional dance battle style um but we were fighting for our souls we were fighting for our communities we were fighting for our ancestors and through that drumming it really got everything going and so when we talk about expressive arts and healing, it might not be turning your actual office into a dance studio or having a traditional uh, war dance in your office. But it may mean using some of the um, tools you have at your hands to represent music and healing for your people. It, it might be just playing some drums on the YouTube channel or playing it on an app through your iPad. It may be listening to some of the music that these young folks listen and watch how they actually do moves and movements to this music and watch their expressions on their face as they go through different movements and hear different tones and relate that back to them. You see, expressive arts isn't just something that you've learned in a book. It's something that you've experienced with people through expression and whatever gets that soul turning 
you got to use to your advantage. It might not be in you to pull out the African drums and make some beats. It might not be in you to cut up some African masks or whatever masks work for you and draw. It may not be in you to play music or instruments or do any type of movements or dance with your um, client. But don't let that piece of them be neglected because of your comfortability you have to figure out a way to bring in things that are expressive in nature and i'm still learning i'm hey i'm talking to myself also because i'm still learning how to step out of my comfort zone a little bit with expressive and expression um because every time i i'm with someone and they want to draw or play music it's not always music that i'm familiar with or comfortable with sometimes it's a little bit out of my box but i'm finding The same thing applies to everybody who finds their form of expression. It has an effect on you. And so we can't limit our clinical experience or our experience as humans because we're uncomfortable with different forms of expression. I've also found with expressive arts therapy, there are many things that humans just struggle with naming and talking about, especially if you have a limited vocabulary on feelings and expression. So through expressive arts, you're able to allow yourself to go to a place and express something through a form of art or expression that is true to you. And you can finally be heard. You can finally be understood. A lot of times when we don't know how to talk about what we feel, everybody else want to label how we feel or tell us how we feel. But you know what? Half the time. People are all wrong. You you really don't know what's going on in my head. And just because I don't have the words to tell you right now doesn't mean I don't know what's happening in my head. But if I figure out how to show you, if I figure out how to tell you, I'm going to do it. And so expressive arts is really a great way to have therapy and healing without even relying too much on language if you don't have to. And um, I just wanted to share that piece with you today on expressive arts and healing from my perspective. We could have went deeper. We could have went into how in the black church and sister, um, sister so-and-so do the fool when her song is playing. And then you get the call and response from the choir and the crowd and the congregation or how the drummers just go to work. We could talk about in college with the drum line, how that band really moves the whole crowd and the whole stadium. My wife talked about that in her show, how music and healing is really connected to the people. And I think it's amazing that we are naturally lined up together right now talking about some of these same issues um, related to expressive arts and healing to some extent and i hope that something that was said today when talking about expressive arts brings up something for you you might not be a therapist like i said but you may be stuck in some part of your life there may be something that you just can't work through that you just can't work out but remember that there was a thing there was an activity there was an art There was a movement, there was an activity, there was a sound that moved you at one point in your life in the right direction. And I'm I'm challenging everyone out there to tap in something that really is related to them with expression. It could be sports, you know, it could be basketball, it could be dance, it could be yard work, it could be fighting, but whatever it is, tap into yourself and find out other ways to express yourself without relying too much on language you're listening to the black male therapist podcast with your host art harris 
So that ends our conversation on expressive arts and healing. Next week, we'll dive into other topics related to healing and therapy from a non-traditional approach, really looking at ways through African psychology or indigenous practices that help people heal. You know what I'm saying? And so hopefully something was said that can help you get through some things that you're getting through that you didn't know how to put the words to in order to solve this problem. Hopefully it might be able to help another person also. And that also wraps up the end of this show on the Black Male Therapist podcast. We're really moving through this season. And you can follow me on Instagram at Black Male Therapist. If you want to hit me up and tell me what you think about this show or even previous shows, you can go wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow. You can submit a response, give a review. And I want you to go back and what they call it. Um, when you just watch a whole bunch of shows over and over again on Netflix or another show um binge watching i want you to binge listen to my show and tell me what you think of these episodes let me know which one was your favorite as we get closer to wrapping up this season one of the black male therapist podcast next week we'll dive into more topics that are close to home and close to our heart looking at issues related to black people and black psychology around the world and really noticing how the issues of black people are related to issues of all people because we're a part of the human experience you know what i'm saying and as humans we've been connected for a long time and we need practices like expressive arts and other type of philosophies like african-centered psychology to really see how we're connected like how we talked about we're all connected through the blood you know what i'm saying and so that really wraps up the end of this show once again i'm recording I'm reporting from the car studio so in the background as i pull up to the hilltop mall of richmond i hear cars being broken into i guess some bippers are out y'all and so i think i need to wrap up the show and let folks know man i'm, I'm gonna mess up with my car man you know what i'm saying and um it's all good i'll talk to you guys later and uh until next time know yourself because self-knowledge is the key